0: Last week, Sunday, we celebrated the resurrection of our Lord and Savior. And as Christians, we live out the blessings of the resurrection. And again, the new life that we have in Jesus Christ. And we live that out each and every day, just not on Easter Sunday only, every day. Today, our reading continues from the book of John. And it's in the context of Jesus having risen from the dead on that Sunday morning. And the disciples experiencing and seeing that what seems to be so unbelievable. So we turn our Bibles, our phones, our tablets to John 20, 19 to 31. I think it's also going to appear on the screen on your tablets or videos, TVs. And before we read from John 20, uh, let's, let's pray together. Father God, you have given us your word and your word is truth. And you are truth. And as we read again this morning another story following the resurrection of Jesus, we pray that your Holy Spirit will open our hearts and our minds to what you are speaking to each of us in our context, in our life circumstances today. Bless this reading, the preaching, our listening, and our living out your word in our lives. It's in the name of Jesus that we pray this. Amen. So John 20, 19-31. And again, it was on the Resurrection Sunday where Jesus appeared to his disciples. Verse 19, on the evening of that first day of the week, when the disciples were together with the doors locked for fear of the Jewish leaders, Jesus came and stood among them and said, Peace be with you. And after he said this, he showed them his hands and and the disciples were overjoyed when they saw the Lord. Again, Jesus said, Peace be with you. As the Father has sent me, I am sending you. And with that, he breathed on them and he said, Receive the Holy Spirit. If you forgive anyone's sins, their sins are forgiven. If you do not forgive them, they are not forgiven. Now Thomas, also known as Didymus, one of the twelve, was not with the disciples when Jesus came. So the other disciples told him, We have seen the Lord. But he said to them, Stop doubting and believe. Thomas said to him, My Lord and my God. And then Jesus told him, Because you have seen me, you have believed. Blessed are those who have not seen and yet have believed. Jesus performed many other signs in the presence of his disciples, which are not recorded in this book. But these are written that you may believe that Jesus is the Messiah, the Son of God, and that by by believing, you may have life in his name. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. So folks, have you ever had an overwhelming weekend (laughs) where you think what just happened is is unbelievable? Probably a rather silly question, perhaps, in this time of COVID-19. It was February, around February, that we first heard bits and pieces of this COVID-19, and then eventually entering into Canada. And it wasn't until early March where we wondered, "What is this? That's really going on, and what's it going to be about?" As I reflect to last month, in our church we had a scheduled worship committee meeting on March 11, the day, the same day COVID-19 was declared a pandemic. And we discussed certain precautions and sanitations that we were going to ensure that were implemented on the following Sunday, March 15. And things seemed rather straightforward at that time. On Friday, March 13th, just two days later, five of us church leaders got together and we discussed this further. And from Friday morning, the decision to still have a safe worship service became Sunday morning where we canceled the worship service altogether. And here we are today, the sixth Sunday of being church In our homes. From that Friday, March 13, to that Sunday, March 15, things were changing, it seemed, by the hour. New information was coming, decisions had to be made quickly. It was overwhelming for leaders, it was overwhelming for most of society, it was overwhelming for you. That was one crazy weekend. And similar weekends and weeks followed. With gatherings limited to 250 and then 50 and then five. It was unimaginable and unbelievable what was occurring. I saw several Facebook posts explaining what happened that weekend and the weeks following for the purpose of, again, seeing that post years from now and, and just being reminded, price of gas dropping so low. Not that we're able to take advantage of that, mind you. Toilet paper wars. Seriously, COVID becomes a new term in our language. Schools, churches, and other businesses and organizations are closed. Tape on the grocery store floors, sports and entertainment and wedding celebrations canceled. And now, masks and personal protective equipment needed for the frontline workers and for those who are not well or those who need to stay healthy. Overwhelming and unbelievable if we didn't see it for ourselves an impact that we will feel for some time now take things back a couple thousand years there was no pandemic no COVID-19 but a world changing event occurred that Thursday night to that Sunday night and impacted centuries that followed for the disciples and followers of Jesus, this was a crazy and overwhelming weekend. It was unbelievable what had been occurring. Jesus was having supper with his 12 disciples on Thursday night, Luke 22. He broke bread with them as was customary. Jesus was then betrayed by one of his own disciples and arrested. The next day, what we now call Good Friday, he was killed. An innocent man was tortured and brutally murdered using the worst means of killing, flogging, and nailed on a cross. And the family and friends of Jesus probably could not believe what was happening except for the fact that they, it was right there before their very eyes. Traumatic to say the least. The temple curtain was torn in two, the earth shook, the dead were rising, Matthew 27, 51. I mean, this is like a zombie apocalypse right out of of Netflix. And this all happened on Friday. And the Saturday, the Jewish Sabbath day, the Pharisees, Pharisees ensured that there were extra guards posted at the tomb. I mean, Gentile guards, of course, because the Pharisees needed to keep the Sabbath day holy. And the Saturday must have felt like an eternity for the disciples. Sure, they rested on the Sabbath day according to the law, Luke 23, 56, but they were grieving the loss of a good friend. They were hurting, and maybe they were even doubting that Jesus was the Messiah as he had said, and others had even called him that. And I wonder if the disciples would have gone, even gone to worship on that Sabbath Saturday. Then the following Sunday, women went to the graveside, the tomb with spices, and they saw the stones rolled away. Jesus is risen! Unbelievable! Except that they saw him. And they were told to tell the disciples. And Peter and John sprint, and they probably race each other, John 20, verse 3. And they race each other to the grave, and they see the empty tomb, wondering what's happened, Luke 24, verse 2. And Jesus meets up with other disciples on the road to Emmaus. He has supper with them, and they don't even realize it's him until he leaves. And then we get to Sunday evening. The disciples are locked up in the room because they were afraid of the Jewish leaders coming after them and probably trying to do to them what they did to Jesus. In our reading this morning, it presents an overwhelming period of time. And there is a lot of words in our reading this morning pointing to people seeing in order to believe. Jesus appeared to the disciples and then he showed them his hands and his side and the disciples saw the Lord. Thomas, as we read, was not with them at the time of that Sunday resurrection. And, this, and the disciples are probably excited and proclaim that, that we have seen the Lord. But Thomas replies, I've not seen him. I can't believe it unless I see him. So Thomas went the whole week without believing the resurrection of Jesus. And Thomas was probably no different than any other of the disciples. The other disciples needed to see and then believe as well. In fact, the disciples were back in their upper room a week later with Thomas now. And the doors were locked again. Did you pick up on that? The doors were locked again. Probably still afraid of the Jewish leaders. People of God... We are people who often need to see it, to believe it. If we did not see what was happening with COVID-19, it will be difficult for us to understand and to even believe if we didn't experience what we're going through ourselves right now. Those who are teenagers right now, mark my words, in the year 2050, 30 years from now, you'll be telling your kids about the 2020 pandemic. And they will probably laugh at you and say, whatever, mom and dad. It will be like our age group uh, hearing this story from our parents about walking to school every day in a snowstorm up the hill both ways. Right? We, however, did not experience the resurrection firsthand. And perhaps some have difficulty believing things even today because often we need to see it to believe it. Then in verse 26, Jesus and Thomas have this interaction. And Thomas sees. And Thomas believes. And then Thomas professes his faith before the Lord. O Lord and my God! And Jesus says to Thomas, because you have seen me, you have believed. Blessed are those who have not seen and yet believed Jesus is saying, blessed are the billions of people who have not seen and still believe. Blessed are you who have not seen and still believe. We were not present in that week of Jesus' death. His resurrection in the days following. But blessed are those, blessed are we who have not seen and yet believe. Hebrews 11, verse 1. Sylvia brought this up in the children's message already. We read, Now, faith is confidence in what we hope for and assurance about what we do not see. How good are we with believing without seeing? So often, unless we really, really trust the person, like Sylvia said, we tend to need to see it to believe it. Ah, I don't believe it. I need to see it first. But faith is believing. When we have not seen. Faith is not seeing and yet still believing. Now Jesus knows that his people go through times of turmoil and and times of wilderness wandering. Times of wanderings and and times that are so overwhelming. And so Jesus doesn't just say to his people, Okay people, it's time to just suck it up now and it's just, just time to believe. No, he doesn't say that to his people. Look at what happens to the disciples on the day of the resurrection, and then to Thomas a week later. Jesus says, peace be with you. Yes, believe in him, but re- first receive his peace upon you. Jesus makes himself known to the disciples, and he is offering them his amazing grace. And they are locked tight in this room. They are scared. And there is that phrase that comes from Jesus' mouth, peace Be with you. And Jesus showed the disciples that it was truly Him by showing His hands and showing His side. And again He said to His disciples a second time, Peace be with you. And then, a week later, He said it again to His disciples, along with Thomas being there. And hear what happens when He offers His peace. And he shows them that he is truly the Lord. The disciples were overjoyed. Jesus entered into that room, that locked room, and he offered his, the gift of peace that only he can give them. And the disciples received that peace. They received the peace of their risen Lord and Savior. Jesus desires his people to be at peace. Jesus states in John fourteen twenty seven, where we read, Peace I leave with you. My peace I give you. I do not give to you as the world gives. Do not let your hearts be troubled. Do not be afraid. People, when there are times of discouragement in your own life, when there are times of discouragement in the life of the church, maybe some of you are out there having been hurt by the church. When you are being like the disciples, and sometimes you feel like you're being locked up like them in that upper room. People of God, receive the Lord's peace. May the peace of Jesus Christ be with you. Now, we don't simply get an injection of peace. The peace of the Lord Jesus Christ is offered to you. And you are to receive this peace. It's not just a matter of sitting in your most comfortable, lazy boy chair and receiving His peace upon you. Well, you might actually be in that chair today, and that's okay, folks, but you get the point. We have a responsibility. The resurrection of Jesus Christ gives us hope. It gives us assurance. It gives us peace. You are given peace, and you must receive this peace. And Jesus Jesus' presence and his words to his disciples gave them peace. And today, we do not physically see the living Lord Jesus Christ. But we have His Word. We have His promises. We have His Holy Spirit in us. And He gives us His faith to receive the peace. And again, faith is believing even when we do not see. And we can trust in our Lord Jesus Christ. Jesus' presence today... And his words continue to give us peace. Jesus is Emmanuel. He is God with us. And Jesus promises promises to be with us through all times. Even when he ascended into heaven, he he said, I'm going to continue to be with you at all times. And he sends his Holy Spirit upon the people. So people intentionally learn more and more about Jesus through the scriptures. Intentionally talk to Jesus through prayer. When things in life are not going according to your plan, you can still have peace because God is in control and He gives you hope. He gives you life. He gives you peace. Trust in Him. Remember the disciples were again locked in that room a week later? You've got to love Scripture. You've got to love the Scriptures sharing, um, sharing with us about their humanity their fears, their anxieties. They were just people walking this earth just like you and I. But Jesus continued to extend His grace and His peace to them, even when they fell short, even when they continued to be afraid. Even in times of our foibles and mistakes and challenges and fears, Jesus will continue to extend His love and His grace and His peace to His people always. Always. And Jesus is always with you. And he will grace you with those moments of his appearing. And people, you need to look for these moments. And focus on these moments. And we never go out on our own. People in uncertain times where the disciples locked themselves in the room under multiple occasion, Jesus continued to offer his grace and his peace. And Jesus did that so that they can believe And trust and have faith in Him. Believing in Jesus leads to life. Verse 31, we read that all these things were written in the Gospel of John so that you believe that Jesus is the Messiah, the Son of God, and by believing you may have life in His name. God wants you to have life. He has extended His peace and His grace to you and He desires to have a relationship with His people. These past several weeks, we have been reading the I am statements of Jesus through the Gospel of John. And we were reminded over and over again that these I am statements are all about relationship. Jesus said, I am the bread of life. And he says to his people, take this bread. I am the good shepherd. I'm your good shepherd. I am the resurrection and life. I died and rose for you, my people. Jesus initiates a relationship with you, and Jesus gives you his peace, and he desires for you to receive his peace and to respond in faith and trust today. Respond in a relationship with him today. I don't know what tomorrow will bring. You don't either. But we do know that Jesus has tomorrow and each of us in his hands. Jesus did not come to this earth to rid this world of COVID-19. Jesus came to seek and to save the lost. He came to enter into a relationship with his people. And he continues to do that, even during the chaos and the uncertainty. Go in the peace of our Lord Jesus Christ, and together we say, Amen. Let us pray together. Lord God, we praise you. We praise you for your grace and your goodness. We praise you for your love that endures forever. We praise you for your peace upon us and the power of your Holy Spirit in your people. And so we respond in faith, believing in all that you have done for us, even without seeing it always, with our very own eyes. We pray for the longtime believer. We pray for the new believer. We pray for people who still do not believe. And Lord, we pray that your Spirit will work in all our lives to turn our hearts and to turn our lives over to you. Lord, we offer our lives to you in thanksgiving and gratitude because you offer us new life in Christ. Lord, these are different times, and yet you still call us to be the church in these circumstances And may your people as individuals and families and groups continue to be blessed by getting together in different ways and growing their relationships with you and with one another. Lord, we thank you for leaders in the churches and and in communities and provinces and countries, and we pray for wisdom and encouragement for leaders around this world. Lord, we give you thanks for all your people, from the unborn child to the oldest of seniors. We thank you for health and provisions that you give to us. Where there are challenges in life at whatever age, may we continue to know that you are present with us in all things. Give strength and hope to your people. We pray for people who may be struggling with mental illness. We ask that you continue to bless your people. May your people feel the support through the community of the saints and recognize the value that each person has in Christ. We pray for people struggling with physical illness or lack of mobility or with COVID-19. Bring strength, healing, and patience to your people. We pray for those in our church and community who are struggling economically. Work in us as a community of people to share our resources and to bring equity and justice to all people. Bring reconciliation where there are broken relationships. Bring forgiveness and healing where there are hurts. We pray for those who are struggling with their faith those who may be worshiping with us this morning and others who may find it difficult to worship. Lord, through the power of your Holy Spirit, work in the hearts of all your people. Give comfort to those who have lost loved ones recently or weeks or months or years gone by. By the power of your Spirit, grace your people with the comfort of the new life that we receive through the resurrection and that one day those in Christ will rise again. May we be encouragement to one another, And may we be a light to this community and to this world and shine the light of Jesus. And we can only pray this because of Jesus and in Jesus' name, amen.